are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, or not. Yay! Yay! It is mine. The Freeform Rock Podcast with Lee Gershman and Mr. Mark Taylor. What's up, Mark? I mean, Lee. Hey, how are you doing, Mickey Muck? I mean, Marky Mark. I mean, hey, buddy, how are you doing? It's April Fool's Day, and we're the fools on the podcast. <laughs> uh, that I'll accept. So we're fooling you, thinking that. we're a good podcast, right? Nah, I'm joking. Uh, yeah. Well, this time I have to say, I believe me. Oop, fooled me. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to do my pick, which I've been wanting to do this band for a while. The Black, oh. the Black Crows from 1992, the Southern Harmony and Musical Companion. In a time, I think grunge was running wild in 1992, right? Um, the only grunge I had was the stuff underneath my carpet, which I had to keep cleaning, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. I think it was... <laughs> but uh, I could be wrong, but I that's I think that's about the time grunge started, and this was our uh, what do you call it? our alternative to alternative grunge. <laughs> yeah, well that's cool. Since this band wasn't considered like a hair metal or heavy metal band, they weren't thrown in the toilet like all the other music was around this time. Uh, yeah, yep. So this is one of my favorite bands, but before we get into that, anything going on this week, Lee? Oh, well, um, next week I'm going to be getting a new place to live. Oh, and cool. That will be pretty cool, and I've been doing some writing. I'm finishing up a story that I'm doing. It's a really weird one. One of my chapters was about pickles and gravy and it's called put it under your armpit and they're referring to if you have your pickle and gravy sandwich you might as well put it under your armpit so it's kind of a weird story but you know hey some people might like it if they're on drugs do you dip the pickles and gravy um i don't know how it's done i think it's just <laughs> put poor gravy on pickles I like to dip my pickle in a gravy, in some gravy. Oh, ooh. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Do you know? Ha, 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 Yeah. All right. So but before we get into this awesome album, let's get to our newer artist of the week spotlight. I pick, like, not it's not such a newer artist, but it's a new band by old artist. Huh. It's called The End Machine. It's like docking. The three backing members of Doc and George Lynch, Mick Wild, Mick Brown, and uh, Jeff Pilson, with oh yeah, uh, the singer Robert Mason, who was in a group called uh, Big Cock, which is pretty cool, and also he was oh, on a okay. Lynch Mob album, which is one of my favorite Lynch Mob albums. With him, the one Lynch Mob album he sang was really cool, and uh, oh. Jeff Pilson, who's in Foreigner now and everywhere, he's doing like producing <laughs> Last in Line, yeah. he's doing this, he's doing that, but. I think this band's pretty cool, so I'm gonna like give them a prop since I couldn't really find any newer newer artists. They were all sounded oh, okay. like the '90s new metal lately. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, ew. 
Ew, yeah, I know. And then we got uh, Boston Manor from you called Flowers yep. in Your Dustbin. So, before we get started on the show, here's The End Machine with Leap of Faith, Boston Manor, Flowers in Your Dustbin on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was our newer artist spotlight with the end machine, Leap of Faith, and Boston Manor Flowers in Your Dustbin. So before we get into this album, let me give you a little synopsis of it. It said the Southern Harmony and Musical Companion is the second studio album by American rock band The Black Crows. Released on May 12, 1992, it was the first record by the band to feature Mark Ford on lead guitar, replacing Jeff Cease, who was fired the year before, and the first record to feature keyboardist Eddie Harsh. The, the mm. album's name derives from the full name of a Southern Harmony, an inf influential 1835 hymnal compiled by William Walker. from the recording industry and those things 
they don't exist to us, you know? I mean, it's the game and everyone plays it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to play by the same standards and rules and etiquette that the other ones play by. For the sheer fact that they're not playing, you know what I'm saying? No one's playing by the rules, you know? You start with the government, you know? So, I mean, it's odd that by us not playing the rules means that we tell the truth. And it's such a weird thing. You would think there were other sort of dimensions and angles into that. But um, the truth really, you know, like they say, it hurts. And everyone who deals with it knows that. But that's sort of the point, to deal with your demons and those sort of uglier parts first, you know. Get them out of the way and then you can move along to the sort of nicer and more sort of light-hearted parts of the afternoon. This is what, uh, you know, on this album I find, I feel you deal, you've dealt with a lot of, well, demons and other things too, but a lot of, of demons, don't you find? Well, I mean, the it's... lyrics and... Yeah, it's sort of hard for me to describe them and to like, when it runs by the table, put my hand on its tail and while it's trying to get away, say, oh my God, man, that's a chicken coop or whatever, you know? I know that I know that it's just a reflection. It's just an expression of our the way where we are, our lifestyles, being in our you know I'm 25 now, and everyone's sort of still in their early 20s, mid 20s, and sort of this is our mirrored sort of of our lifestyle. You know, it's our representation. You know, and we just call them songs for some reason. We take one and put it out and play it and hopefully people like it, you know. If they don't, then maybe they'll like the next one. But I think the different sort of levels and things that are going on within this record and the different moods it can take you, that's, or from at least what people who've had the record for a little bit of time, this record really is not like a lot of things. It's, it's for when you're by yourself in your house and you're sad and it's for when you have all your friends over and it's to you know take off your clothes and stand in front of the window <laughs> and listen to it really loud and watch the traffic drive by if it's I about being alone and about not being isolated you know so it's yin yang sort of thing it's very abstract and I haven't really helped anyone out with what it is at all I know but but it's still kick ass though <laughs> well, if I can I use hope the so. expression yeah and and I hope people dig it and it's a good record uh, yeah, I think it grows too. on you you know like some very few records are like that the more you listen to them the more it does something to you well you know I mean that's the only thing we've ever tried not to be is formula you know we've never wanted to be formula we've never wanted to be disposable I never really wanted to be chart success really doesn't mean anything to me it's nice and if you write music that's popular and people like it that's cool you know but I mean to be honest I don't have anything against you know these people but if I'm on you know, they bring me up and say, you, Mariah Carey and MC Hammer, you know, like, what am I going to I don't think they live in my neighborhood, and I don't know if I'd have anything in the refrigerator they'd want. You know? <laughs> maybe beer, maybe not. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, it's, it's, yeah. we're still very in an awkward place trying to deal with so many aspects of the Black Crows cause so much violent reaction with even the industry because we don't do things the same way and we're still trying to deal with that we're still you know the megalomania of it all but you keep they your want you to yeah you know they want you to do it like this you know and you got to have bigger more spectacular explosions and you got to have a piece on the side you can prop your elbow on and you know it's like well we are going to make some music about what 
we are, and we're going to give it, and we're going to go on the road and play it. Even after a huge success, you're still... Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, success, what is it? You know, I mean, if I can have a... You know, I'm not going to make a, enough money to be that elite, to be one of those people that doesn't have to deal with anything, you know? And, I, and what does that mean? Does that mean I chase this Ponce de Leon fountain of youth, you know? And when I'm 16, I just... I mean, when I'm like 50, I want all the 16-year-old girls to have to go change their panties after the show, you know? I mean, that's all cool, and I guess when if I'm still playing music when I'm 35 or whatever, you know. But I can't, you know, I can't bend and be uncomfortable and try to race. It's not a competition. It's... It's art, right. Yeah. I mean, but it is rock and roll, so when you say the word art, you have to use it in its old, broadest, oh, yeah. general sort of thing, because it's such an immediate art. Rock and roll, make it really, good rock and roll really is so immediate and so desperate sometimes that it's very often imitated and manipulated, much like all religions, governments, the media. So, uh, but you know, it's really not up to me to say, well, this is the real thing and I'm this and that, you know? I mean, everyone has their thing, you know? Everyone has their oasis, everybody has their euphorias and everybody has their sort of woes. I'm sure uh, there's a lot of people who would like to ask you questions today and uh, fortunately we uh, decided to open the phone As long as none lines. of them are about rack and pinion steering, <laughs> I think we'll be alright. Okay, you can call us in a few minutes. Uh, the toll-free number to call at Much Music Studio and talk with Chris Robinson from the Black Rose is 1-800-265-6824. 1-800-265-6824 he's going to answer your questions. And maybe if that doesn't work you can just have me in a big see-through box and people can just come up and, <laughs> and knock on the ball. Poke at him. Look at him. <laughs> Let's watch Jealous again from the first album. And we'll be right this back with Chris Robinson. when I was 12. Robinson. Okay. <laughs> we'll watch if you changed. <laughs> Went take me away from all of this. And, and then, whatever you need. Okay. But there are some people wanting to uh, ask you some questions now. We have Shane from Stewart, B.C. Uh, hi, Shane. Hello. Hi. Shane. Hey, Chris. How's it going, huh? Shane, okay. You're coming in just from out of the air. It's like yeah, I'm you're right a here in supreme being or something, man. <laughs> what would you like to ask Chris? Okay, um, well, I want to ask Chris, um, how do you feel that the transition between the first album and the new one is, like, musically and emotionally and spiritually, what's the difference between the first one and the new one? Well, uh, it's sort of... Um, it's sort of hard to concisely wrap it up, you know? I mean, it's it's the difference between sort of a puppy dog that's cute and chasing his tail and like a rabid sort of Rottweiler chained to a fence and you walk by and he jumps out. You know? <laughs> I don't know, you know? I mean, it's the same to me in some respects because we've never changed what we do, you know? I mean, I've, I've never looked at Rich and said, hey, let's get in a band and let's write songs, you know? He just came over one day and had a piece of music and he said, hey man, check this out. And I they said, just went with the flow. Yeah, you know, so it's the basically the same thing. Mark Ford, our new guitar player, adds another dimension. Eddie Harsh, our keyboard player, a Toronto native. Um, it's a much tighter unit, you know. We, we were on the road for, um, well, we did 350 shows on the last tour, and it's more militant, and it's a little more aggressive, and it's sort of about in a way, without alienating anyone, keeping sort of the straight people out and sort of keeping the people who know 
how music sort of can affect them in, you know, it's about those people, you know. I can't bend over backwards to reach people who don't want rock and roll music, you know, so it's for people who really love rock and roll music, I think. Thank you, Shane. Now we have Cam from Calgary. Uh, hello. Oh, Cam is going to be there in a second, sorry. Hello. Oh, hello. Do you have a question for Chris? Yeah, I wanted to ask Chris, um, being from uh, the South down there, there's so many musical styles and influences. What was it that uh, influenced you and, and the music of the Black Crows? Oh, wow, man. I don't think they have enough time in the day to start getting <laughs> to that. I mean, there's just too much music, you know, and I mean, there's there's more than music, too. I mean, Barbarella was an influence, I'm sure, in a weird way, you know, Napoleon, Don Quixote, you know, Muddy Waters, I don't know, there's so much stuff, Jack Kerouac, James Dean, I mean, there's so many things, you know, that can bring to mind any sort of images or senses, you know, so yeah. I think it's more of um, a question of what doesn't sort of influence us, you know? <laughs> what, we don't choose to really keep blinders on, you know? We like to sort of get in there and get dirty. So <laughs> a little know, bit of everything. <laughs> with everything we can grab hold of. Thank you, Cam. Le bye. Bye. Uh, Leanne from Toronto is standing by. And is, is, are you there yet, Leanne? She's there in a second. Okay. Um, She's just putting the groceries down and coming back over to the phone. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Chris Robinson's on the phone. Hi, Leanne. Hi. Uh, would you like to speak with Chris? Yeah, I was just wondering um, when you're going to go on concert, go on tour next and when you're coming to Toronto to put on a show. Uh, well, I, the tour is going to start, well, actually it starts in a couple weeks in Japan and Australia and New Zealand. So unless you uh, have a prescription for sleeping pills and want to take that flight, I, you know. I, it's going to be called High as the Moon Tour, mm -hmm. and um, I haven't seen a Canadian date. I know it starts in July, though, in North America, so... Okay, thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, Leanne. <laughs> uh, Alex is standing by. In the meantime, I wanted to ask you, your show's going to be really special this time. You were talking about a special mood to be created or something. Well... Is that... I mean, with what I, what I you know, really would like to have it a Black Crows gig, and I think it's things that happen at Black Crows gigs, is that so many times people second guess us and think that we're out to hurt ourselves or hurt everyone else, you know, well, I don't really, I can't really believe everything they say anymore, you know, just because they tell me this and tell me not to do this, well, how much weight does that hold after so many lives? Not to get too far off the subject. In the same sense, there's not really any place where you can go and not look over your shoulder and maybe, if it's even this much, you can feel a little free. So if the Black Crows can make an environment and get on the road and people will start to understand and the security guards will quit hassling people, then everyone can let their hair down, do the things that they have to do to make them happy, because I'm there too, you know? I'm spending my day at the gig too. You yeah, know? and you have fun as much as everybody yeah, you know, it's my release too. That's, that's what I'm sort of trying to get into the mood for all day. And it's just that simple, you know? We have a last caller, Alex is calling from Ottawa. Hello, Alex. Hi, um, hi, Chris. Hello, Alex, yourself? <laughs> I'm just wondering how you guys feel when you're compared to the Stones and what kind of influence they've had on you and your music. I'm sorry, can you repeat it again? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm just wondering how you guys feel when you're compared to the Stones and uh, what kind of influence have they had on you and your music. Oh, the Rolling yeah. Stones? Yeah. Oh, um, 
the Rolling Stones are like a huge influence, you know? I mean, they're the, so they say, they're the greatest rock and roll band in the world. And I mean, it, I, I don't know necessarily if it was a sound so much as just a sort of stance they took, you know? Uh, to me, Keith Richards was an influence, not because he looked so cool and played so great, but because he made no bones about putting his band and his music before everything else in his life. And he always told the truth. Now, I mean, I, if you're into that, maybe you should listen to Lowell George. And then if you're into that, you'd like Bob Dylan and everyone else. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff. It just seemed like they sort of were the epitome of a social sort of stance also, besides just writing great songs, you know. Thank you, thank you, Alex. Uh, Chris, I would love to keep you even longer, but I know you have a plane to catch. I have a plane to catch. <laughs> Dennis uh, is waiting for you there. I never get to stay anywhere. Oh, that's great. But you're going to be back when you play. Well, you just told me you were play. taking me away for the weekend, and <laughs> I could work on some more of these questions. And know? then I'll give you a full compte rendu of everything. Yeah, right. We a wish. full medical report <laughs> after nice the weekend. Nice to meet you. Nice and, uh, to meet you, and thanks for all the phone again. calls. Yeah. And, um, Peace, y'all. See you out there on the road, I guess. Yeah, next time we'll, we, they'll see you, it's going to be on stage. Uh, Chris Robinson was here today, and uh, we're going to see their latest video from their latest album, The Southern Harmony and uh, Musical Companion is Remedy. How much music? It features four hit singles, Remedy, number one on the rock tracks, and then uh, album rock tracks, chart for 11 weeks thorn of my pride number one on the album rock tracks chart for four weeks sting me on the album rock tracks chart for two weeks and hotel illness number one on the album rock tracks for six weeks it was the it was <clears throat> record for an album to feature four album rock number one hits previously set by tom petty in 1989 with three the album itself reached the top spot of the Billboard Top 100, propelled by the success of these singles. In fact, it's weird because um, some of the titles almost sound like they give a story, like he asks her to sting him, so she becomes a thorn in his side, and he gets a hotel illness, and then he has to have the remedy. But he's under that black moon creeping. Oh! And then he wakes up to his morning song and he's going, shit, time will tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. Right on, man. You sounded like Chong right there. This ain't Vaka, man. <laughs> well, no, if I really want to do a, if I go to a store, I say, excuse me, sir, can I please order a pill? <laughs> and then I go, what? Uh, and then I go, I'm sorry, I'm just joking. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into this great album. It's one of my favorites. I don't know about you, but we'll see as we get into this record. So we get into okay. the first track called Sting Me. What would you think about this one? Well, this song starts things off like the Aerosmith album that wasn't, but should have been. It doesn't quite sound like Aerosmith, but it has that swagger, and I like it a lot better than most everything off the Black Crow's first album. It's a great song. Yeah, the first album was good, but this one just freaking like miles above it to me. This is like this one and mm. Amorica and Lions are my favorite Black Crow's albums. Freaking oh, Li so Lions, I Lions, I think you would like. It's more like jammy. 
cool. It's like I guess that the people who they kicked out after the first album were the ones that made the first album so bad. So now they had the good sound. Yeah, and then we then I I said comes in with a killer guitar groove. Organ comes in grooving like the 70s stones with some Aerosmith put in there. Then Chris's voice comes in strong. Uh, boogie wo- Southern boogie woogie. What a great opener. Kicks ass. Killer band. Tight as fuck. <laughs> wow, yeah. And then we get into the next track, which is one of your three songs on here. So here's Remedy by the Black Crows on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs>
That was Remedy League. Why did you pick that one? Well, I had no idea these guys could sound like they taught Leonard Skinner how to rock, but they managed to do it. I love that pounding groove. It's hard to believe this is the Black Crows, but it is, and it's great. And the woman background vocals complement the song as well. I know the whole album has killer background vocals on it, man. I just love it. Yeah, it's like um, what's Exile Main Street, like Stones type with the little like Aerosmith rocks mixed into it. Hmm. I mentioned that album. Yeah, um, you did a little bit later. I mean, Exile oh, on Main Street. Okay. Yeah. And then, then this is what I said. I need a remedy for how much I love this song, man. This is Southern Groove at its best. The breakdown of Chris' voice, voice soars. I said, uh, this album is just so f fucking good. And this album is like a one-two punch to get you into this album. It's like, this ain't the first album, bitches. We're, we're hitting you harder this time. Fuck, I love this song. Great track <laughs> to pick, Lee. And then, yep. then we slow it down with the next song, Thorn in My Pride. What'd you think of this one? This is a really good kickback song to listen to if you're totally drunk and can't get off the couch and people are passing the keg nozzle around and you sip and burp and listen to the song. It also has a kick to it like hot pepper sauce. I have some good sauce from Oregon and it sounds like it could work well with this song or I could shake some of this song on my steak. Either way, it's really good and I dig it. Nice. And I said, oh man, the acoustic to start the song. And then uh, the organ adds to it, adds to the ambience of the song. The guitar fills are so good. Love it. The killer solo, the rhythm. I suggest you listen to this album with headphones because I listened to it last night with headphones the first time in a long time. There is so much going on in, in this thing. You hear instruments going yeah. in and out, like a rhythm here, rhythm there, like a loose thing here. Some freaking odd stuff in the background. It's really good. And and the gospel vibe is awesome. I love this song. Yeah. At first, the, the first few seconds when I was listening to I thought, uh-oh, they're going to do Greta Van Fleet. But then they got good, and then I realized that, no, they're, they actually want to be a good band. <laughs> but did you realize that they toured with uh, Jimmy Page? Um, yeah. They were his backing band. They have a band called Live at the Creek, uh, Jimmy Page with the Black Crows. Yeah, right on. So even Jimmy Page knows that the Black Crows are better than Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, well, freaking Black Crows are awesome. And on that album, they really didn't do the popular Zeppelin songs. They went deep into the catalog. I have it. I think it's out of print right now, but it, I have it on Double Oh, C. yeah. Love that. Right on. And then you picked the, uh, let's see. You picked the next song, Bad Luck, Blue Eyes, Goodbye. So here's Bad Luck. Blue Eyes Goodbye on the Freeform Rock Podcast. B and B with a little weed.
So why'd you pick that correctly? Bonnie Raitt could do a duet with them and it would work really well. This sounds right up her alley. It's a really good bluesy country tinged song that almost makes me say it could be on the Rolling Stones' Exile on Main Street, but it's much better than anything on that album, so I won't say that. I give this song thumbs up. It's like when this band came out, they go, oh man, they're a Rolling Stones clone. They're like, they're like European. They're like, but do people realize that the Rolling Stones took from Southern music? Yeah. It, it makes no sense why they would call them. No, the Black Crows are where they're from. They're Southern rock. They're Leonard yeah. Skinner mixed with freaking Aerosmith, freaking with some freaking Led Zeppelin in there. They're more American than they are European. This is like, they have gospel. You don't hear no English gospel music, do you? Nope. No, this is, that's what I'm saying. They have a lot of American elements in there. They're not a European band. They're fucking Americans. They have some, they have some of that cool Partridge family and some of that Tom Jones in them, too. <laughs> April Fool's bitch. <laughs> All right. I, I love this song. The mood in this song starts off. The band is tight. Bluesy Southern groove. And Chris sounds amazing. Man, what a voice this guy has. Nobody nobody in Europe can sound like him. This is an American singer, man. <laughs> this guy yep. just I'm really ass. surprised that, that you came up with such a good album. I was like, eh, I gotta listen to the Black Crows. You fool me sometimes. You, you come up with albums and I'm like, oh boy, what's this? And then I hear and I go, screw me, this is really good. This album... Uh, to tell you the truth, I did have the first album, but this album got me more into the first album because this album is so good. I went back and listened more to the first album, which this album is still superior than the first album. So it's it was just so good. I wanted to hear more until a new album came out. So I just kept playing I might the two albums. To, I might have to listen to the first album again just to see if your opinion is right this time. Since it's this April Fool's, who knows? You might be right. All right, well, let's get into the next track. And since you didn't pick this track, this will be my... I was going between this and my morning song, but this is actually better than my morning song. It's my favorite song hmm. on the album. So here's Sometimes Salvation in the Eye of the Storm. Ah, I just added in the Eye of the Storm. That's the, the lyric mm -hmm. we'll talk about in a second. So here's Sometimes Salvation on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Is it not? 
Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes salvation. What do you think about this song, Lee? Well, this actually sounds like it was written to be a filler song. Like they didn't want it to be the song you go to when you put on the album. But it was meant to be a bridge between two more substantial songs. So I find that interesting. As a filler tune, it is good. There's nothing wrong with it. They play it well, and I wasn't bored with it. But I find it quite unique to hear a song that really sounds like they meant it to be a filler song. So I kind of respect them for that. Fuck, I, I just love this song. And the lyrics, man, when he says, he starts off the album with like a deep, deep lyric. He goes, to lessen my troubles, 
Stop hanging out with vultures and empty saviors like you. Man, mm-hmm. what a statement to start off a freaking groove song. And I just like it goes dun 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 And it's like and the drums go pop 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 it's like fuck man, it's got a like a slow groove with a hard edge with the drums and and when he goes wow he just screams in the song fucking Huh. It's, like, it's like guttural, like a guttural scream. So I, fr- I didn't. So I didn't step on my cat this morning. Okay. Nah, it's just great, and and it has such a positive message because he says. Sometimes uh, it said, it "said you found you find salvation in the eye of a storm," and Chris sings it with such conviction. It's a fun, groovy. Um, it's just a fun song. I, I fucking. Fucking yeah. great song. The way he just the lyrics are just so inspirational. It I I feel it's like man, you're going through a lot of crap, and he right says, on. man, you could found so you could find salvation in that. You could find a lesson. You could find something to move you on from the storm that you're going through. This song is yep. just hits me hard in my heart. I just love it so much. Right on. And it's mainly the lyrics and the way the drums sound. The drummer is so fucking good. Yes, Diane, I'm saying fucking a lot. I love you. <laughs> well, you're saying it to me, so she shouldn't care. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the next track, which is Hotel Illness. What would you think of this one? This sounds a little more like their first album, and it's not quite as great as the other stuff on here. It has a little tiny bit too much of that country edge to it, and it would be good if it was on their first album. But it doesn't quite belong on this album, in my opinion. I think it's a fun, groovy, harmonica, bluesy, 70s groove. Mm. And this album was recorded in the 90s. I fucking love it. <laughs> uh-huh. And then we wow. get, get to the next track, Black Moon Creepin'. What would you think of this one? And this is kind of like if Aerosmith did a Black Crows song. I like it, and it also would be a good song for the Red Hot Chili Peppers to do. I'd be interested in what they could do to it. On the other hand, it might be interesting if the Black Crows did a Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Anyway, this is a good deep cut. I really am into it. Yeah, it's really cool, man. It starts off with a killer riff, and it, I love this song. And they always have a groove. They always have that southern groove. With, they have a little bit of funk in them, if you listen to it. Frickin', yeah. They're like southern funk, like southern rock funk. Yeah, <laughs> I they love could- it. They could do a 20-minute version of David Bowie's Supper Jet City, but they eliminate all the lyrics except just go, hey, man, and just go, hey, man, hey, man, just keep doing that for for about 20 minutes, and I'm sure it would be a hit. Yeah, and then we get to the next track, No Speak, No Slave, which you picked your last track. So here's No Speak, No Slave on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
that was No Speak, No Slave. Why'd you pick that track? This is the type of music that should be out more instead of the over-commercial crap that some groups put out. I like the beat. It makes me want to shake my fist and bang my head. I somehow could imagine Motley Crue doing this song. It has that in-your-face attitude. It's a really good song. Yeah, it is a killer track. I love the... the, the it has killer riff-tastic grooves in it. And the guitar, it just kicks ass. Uh, and man, the drummer is so good. He's like He reminds me of like... Um, Aerosmith's drummer, man. They they're so in the yeah. pocket, you know, and they have that yeah. and they could go hard, they could go soft, they could go low. He's just in the pocket on in this band. It's just like it's fuck it's freaking awesome. I love it. And yeah. then we get to the next track, my morning song. What'd you think of this one? When this first came on, it right away reminded me of Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton could do this. It has the same melodic chorus as John Prine's song, Angel of Montgomery. Now that I think about it, I'd like to hear the Black Crows do a John Prine song. I think it's a cool song in the first half, and the second half sort of drags and becomes less interesting to me. But if it were a little shorter, I would like all of it. Well, this is like my second favorite track of the song. Chris's vocal tone is like awesome. And just listen to these lyrics. I hide, I seek, I find truth in a fable. I find fable, I turn, no, let's see. I hide, I seek, I find truth in a fable, faith in a rhyme. So why do you want to talk bad to me? Are you surprised by what you see? Like the tables and the tides turn on my bed, the emperor worn. Is that enough for me? Could be. And then I like the I like the lyric which I sent to my fiance because it's like I, if I told her for rhythm ever falls out of time you could bring it to me and I'll make it all right. It says if the mu if music got to free your mind just let it go because you never know you never know if the rhythm ever fails falls out of time you could bring it to me and I'll make it all right. And if your soul is let go, oh no you never know oh no no you never know. And if your heart is beating free for the very first time, it'll be all right. I just like these freaking lyrics. Huh. Man. You know, um, since you like lyrics, I, um, I I think a group should do a couple of albums for, you know, and put in lyrics from like either the the book Teddy Ruxpin looks for his comb under the sink mm -hmm. or um, the Strawberry Shortcake. Um, book Strawberry Shortcake forgets to say hi to her dad, but then her mom reminds her and she says hi to him and everything's okay. You know, so either those would be good. Yeah, it's I just I just like in the beginning he goes dizzy found me last night saw you kind of new light. I like the way his tone is going on this song, and then when the cor the chorus goes with the with the with the backup female singers and it goes it goes march me down to the seven and he goes seas he like emphasizes seas is bury me with a ruby ring kiss me baby on an easter sunday day and make my haze blow away i just love that. <laughs> freaking great wow great freaking lyrics you could just see him saying man baby uh come with me you know he's in love with a chick wow. in this song and he he wants to be there and help her stand up straight if she loses her rhythm i love this song man it's a great oh track. oh okay and then we get to the last track, which I just found out was a Bob Marley cover to end the album, Time Will Tell. Oh, what did you think that, of this one? 
Well, that's weird. I didn't know that. But what I wrote was I could imagine Bob Marley doing this more than the Black Crows. I said, it doesn't really do anything for me. I don't really like or dislike it. But I can see how they could put this on as the last song because it's their way of saying they're tired and they need to rest. So I don't blame them. But to me, it's just so-so. I thought it was like a gospel track, but then I read it was Bob Marley. Uh, I don't mm. think this should have ended the record. I think yeah. they should have switched this and made it track number nine and made my morning song ten to let you go out in a flurry, you know? Freaking, huh. I, I think that would have been a better ender because this, this last track doesn't make you want more from them, you know, waiting mm, for the next yeah. album. If you switch these two tracks, morning song is like an epic song to me. So I thought, why morning song? And then switch them with Time Will Tell. But... If you got the mm. 1998 reissue, you got two bonus tracks, which they have Sting Me Slow, which is, they slowed it down, it's okay. But they also do a cover, I don't know who did this, I think it was The Faces, 99 Pounds? Oh, um, not sure. Yeah, uh, did, did you listen to the 99 Pounds? I told you to listen to um, it. Um, no, but I'll just tell you anyway that, uh, I, I will later, but, but I'll, I'll just say it has, I'm probably correct in saying it has a really good almost English sound to it, like you're in the bar and you're just kicking back with the beer and singing, 99 pounds, da-da-da-da, right? There it goes, 99 pounds of pure cane sugar, 99 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool track. I love it. And I was I was happy when they put this put that on there because it kind of sting me slow. Is not, eh. But 99 pounds would have been a cool ender instead of Time Will Tell also. If they were going to right do a on. cover song. Now, the Bob Marley song kind of drags for me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, let's get to the personnel of this band. You got Chris Robinson on vocals, Rich, Robin on, Rich Robinson on guitars. Yes, they are brothers, and they fight like cats and dogs. <laughs> then you got Mark Ford on guitar, Johnny Colt bass guitar, Steve Gorman drums, killer drum, and Eddie Hart harsh on keyboards. And then you got additional personnel, Chris Trujillo, Congas, Barbara and Joy, the choir, they're the choir, and you got George Dracolakalis, producer, Black Crows <laughs> producer, Brendan O'Brien, well, he was on this album too, engineer, mixing, wow. Pete Angelus, personal manager, Daily Ross manager. Yeah. Yeah. So they got some good people. Yeah, Brendan O'Brien, he's produced Pearl Jam, Black Crows, and... No, and Frank, no, he didn't produce the Black Rose, but he produced Bruce Springsteen, oh, yeah. uh, Stone I Temple like Pilots, Pearl done. Jams. He's done a lot of great albums. Yeah, uh, it does a lot. I think he does all the the Pearl Jams now. I'm thinking what we could have done was try to review the Tall album by Black Rose, but instead try and review the songs that Rich Robinson came in and erased after Chris Robinson recorded them, and just try and see if they should have been erased and then try and get rich on the phone and ask him did you really want to erase those songs <laughs> uh, well this album did come in at double platinum and was number one on the u.s billboard 200 and number two on the uk album charts and oh, um, wow. sometimes salvation was a mainstream uh rock track at number seven and so was bad luck blue eyes goodbye but they mentioned the four tracks. They also they had six singles on this album. Hmm. So pretty cool, man. Oh, right on, yeah. So I, I'm thinking uh, this band 
if you guys are listening, you're probably not Rich and Chris. Get the fuck back together, man. We need some new Black Crows music. Your brothers, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Get your ego in check and get some new music going and bring, bring Mark Ford back with you and Steve Gorman on drums. <laughs> yep, it ain't matter. You don't have to kiss each other. Just do music. You can just put tape on your mouth, but just at least as long as you're playing the instruments and do good, that's all I care about. And freaking, um, I love that band. I love this band. But the last two albums they did, I think it was after the winter before the storm or something. They were albums that you would have liked, Lee. Oh. <laughs> because they're Grateful Dead sounding. But you know what? I like them because of the Black Crows. They're not my favorite, but they're cool. So you should probably check out those two co- companion albums. Oh, okay. That's cool. They're, they're like jamming in a barn. They recorded it in a barn and just jammed. Right on. Do I hear the cats? I um, mean, do I hear the cows go? I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to get political. I was just going to say something about cow farts, but I'll let that go. Uh, All right. <laughs> that was my, one of my favorite albums, one of my favorite bands. I love this band. I wish they'd get their shit together and get back together. Uh, you could also check out Chris Robinson's Brotherhood. They're fucking good, too. But it's just not the same. It doesn't have that same freaking soul. Chris Robinson and Rich Robinson have like a freaking soul together. It's like they make music that just hits you hard and it and it, it sound they just sound like they oh god, I don't know how to explain it. They're just so good together. Uh, it's like it's like they're not cayenne pepper anymore. They're now bell pepper and they need to be cayenne again. Yeah, both these two wrote all the songs except the Bob Marley song. You know? Huh. They're the main songwriters, all tracks written by Chris and Rich Robinson. Uh, it's a great album. It's got five stars on Kerrang! Rolling Stone gave it three and a half. All Music, four and a half. Robert Something, B minus. Entertainment Weekly, B plus. This is a great album, man. And then the next album they came out with is Amorica, which is great also. 1994 with the freaking porno cover with the ladies uh, kind of yeah. bush, bush showing through it. That's <laughs> the one where they recorded songs for an album called Tall. And what happened was um, they they just never really it just kept going on and on and on and on and they were just like using a lot of stuff and then Chris would be recording songs with someone then after he left the studio Rich would come in and erase the songs and so they all got so so that album didn't work too well if you got a bunch of songs that somebody else erases you know it doesn't make for a good album. No, but fuck, man. Uh, this band is just so ar- organic, man. I, I don't like to say those words, but they're organic. They're raw and organic. It's like they just hit you, man. They're not freaking overproduced, overpolished. They just freaking, they're rock and roll. They're American fucking rock and roll, and we need more bands like this. Yeah, I don't think of them as organic. I think of them as guitar ick or drum ick. Yeah, but they're raw. They're raw and in your face rock and roll, you know. Yeah. Take, take no, take no prisoners. Let's rock you out. Let's do what we they're want raw. and just make music, you know. They're and we, raw. we need they're more bands oysters. like this. They're raw carrots. Raw <laughs> carrots. That should be a name for your new band, Lee and the Raw Carrots. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> and then I could um, do the the title so that it looks like rock. Carrots, or you know, some. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's our uh, 
opinion and review of the Black Crows, the Southern Harmony Musical Companion, which was released May 12, yep. 1992, from Deaf American Records. And it came in just under an hour at 50 minutes and 33 seconds. I love this record. I hope you guys, like, if you never heard the Black Crows, go pick up uh, Shake Your Moneymaker, this one, uh, Amorica, By Your Side, Lions. Fuck, oh, man, they just put out some great tunes. All right, so now we're going to get into our tracks of the week. And you picked a band called mm. Maxis. Yep. The Higher You Rise. Now, what, yeah. what's this band? I never heard of them. Oh, well, well, they, um, some of the guys like, um, like Jake Ruska, he worked, well, they're kind of like people who worked with people who worked with Mr. Mister, kind of like, like that. Mr. They're Mr. like session people, like the Pokeros, like Richard Page, but these are the guys who didn't go into other groups, but they did this group, and I had the album back then, and nobody's heard of them, but... It's a little different. It might be a little bit more jazzy than your taste, but I thought, screw it. I like the song, you know. Let, let everybody hear some that they won't hear anyway. That's, that's my trade. That's probably why we don't have many listeners, because they're afraid of listening to what I do. Ah, we're doing, okay. pretty, doing pretty good. Bull Angus got over 30 downloads. Right on. So, yeah, you know, so I'm I'm just trying to promote a band whose album you won't be able to get because it's been out of print, and it was probably out of print the moment it came out anyway. <laughs> All right, and then I picked a kind of a newer band, not a newer band, but a band from the 80s, L.A. Guns, their new track, The Devil You Know, from their new album, The Devil You Know. So I really hmm. probably don't have to explain who the hell L.A. Guns is, so I just wanted to promote their new track. And I like, I love this band. I'm glad Tracy's back with uh, Phil, and it's LA Guns again with these two back together. Right on. So yeah, let, they're pretty cool. Yeah, so we're going to play you out with Maxis, The Higher You Rise, and LA Guns, The Devil You Know. And until next week, Lee, say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye. Rise!
doing?
Now let's get into the promos. Hey, this is Lee Gerstmann, and if you like to hear some stuff that's like, you don't know what it's gonna be, and even if it's stuff that I don't even know what it's gonna be, check me out on what I call the Lee Gerstmann Show, and it's just me doing reviews or me doing horsing around or whatever I'm doing. Check it out, please. Hello, folks. This is the Rock Sponge Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and Friends Podcast. Join yours truly every week as I look at a different classic rock and or metal album that had an impact on my life and or rock music in general, and I'm usually joined by a friend or two. And there's no country or rap or techno bullshit on the show because I hate those fucking music genres. Techno and rap and country sucks. So if you want a kick-ass rock and roll podcast, check out the Terrence Reardon and Friends Podcast every week on YouTube and now on Podbean and iTunes. So yes, folks, I'm available in two different, three different ways. Podbean and iTunes for the audio and YouTube for the visual. Thank you very much. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I want to rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You got to fight for your right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, the Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Punch it! Get blasted! From New York. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? From North Carolina! Skitter pal, meow meow. This is Bushy. And the mountain. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure. Only on the plug with Bushy and the mountain man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much! You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.